Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hello and welcome to Today in Sports Betting. I'm your host, Doug Reed. This is a sports ethos presentation. You can find me on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed 34. That's R-E-I-D 34. And you can also get some great information from Sports Ethos uh, at two different Twitter handles. One is Ethos Wagering, E-T-H-O-S Wagering. Put out a free play there every day. You get comments throughout the day, thoughts, in-game plays, uh, all kinds of information. And if you're a fantasy basketball player, I highly recommend you follow us at Ethos Fantasy BK, BK for basketball. It's the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy feed. It's faster than the competition, provides more analysis too. Again, that's Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. And as we head to Thursday's trade deadline in the NBA, you'll get all kinds of updates um, that Twitter handle is buzzing today and it will probably continue to do so for the next 72 hours. So highly recommend you follow those two uh, and follow me on Twitter. So before we hit the boards uh, in the NBA, a few big trades, trade deadline coming down this week. We saw a couple in the weekend, but today's big trades, uh, Indiana, Indiana traded uh, DeMontis Sabonis, Justin Holiday, Jeremy Lamb, and a second rounder in 2027 to Sacramento. So Sabonis, Holiday, Lamb, and a second rounder in 27 for Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Hield, and Tristan Thompson. Interesting trade. Two teams that aren't uh, going to be in the playoffs. Not really sure the rationale um, on Sacramento's side. Clearly Buddy Hield, uh, they've soured on. Tristan Thompson's hardly playing. And Halliburton, who looked great last year, like halfway through the year last year, I remember thinking him as a Rookie of the Year candidate. Um, giving up him for basically Sabonis for their future, who's definitely a very good player. Uh, but if you're looking to rebuild, I'm not exactly sure that's a trade I would have made. But nonetheless, interesting deal for sure. Um, another big trade, we saw the Pelicans. New Orleans gave up Josh Hart, Thomas Sadoransky, Nikhil, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Didi Luzada, a 2022 first-round pick. So first-round pick uh, this season although it's protected, and two future seconds traded them to Portland for C.J. McCollum, Larry Nance Jr., and Tony Snell. So uh, New Orleans certainly got better for their push for the rest of the year. They get McCollum, Nance, and Snell, uh, basically giving up Hart and, or pardon me, giving up Hart and a first-round protected pick and then two future seconds, the rest of the players basically being fillers. So a couple interesting deals, a few other rumors still out there. Um the biggest one is, is James Harden on the block, which shocks me that they, they would uh, trade him. But he's not playing today. He's listed as out. So who knows what what, uh, what Brooklyn's thinking there. They trade him and Kyrie can't play at home and KD is injured. They might just be packing it in for ne- and looking for next year, which is a shock considering they brought those three together to win it in the now and not uh, in the future. So a few interesting trades. Um, but now let's get to the boards. Lots of action in the NBA, NCAA, and some NHL games tonight. So... Uh, right away, we'll get into the NBA. 
but before I start, sorry, before I start, I do want to talk about one of our new partners uh, at Ethos here is Thrive Fantasy. Uh, T-H-R-I-V-E, Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or go to thrivefantasy.com. You can use the promo code ETHOS, that's E-T-H-O-S, when you sign up to get 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to $100, plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night, score points when your props hit, and the players with the most points at the end of the night win a share of the nightly prize. And if you're looking for props information, uh, I highly recommend you check out our Ethos DFS team. Uh, we have a regular podcast. Uh, you can go to our site, obviously, and get the information, um, daily information. We have some great basketball information for our subscribers uh, for Daily Fantasy Basketball. Uh, and you can also listen to our podcast. So if you're looking for prop information, I highly check, recommend you check out that. Uh, again, they'll go to thrivefantasy.com or use their mobile app, app and use the code ETHOS when signing up. On to the NBA schedule. Uh, there are 10 games tonight. A couple caught my eye. A lot of line movements with these trades. So Phoenix uh, is in Philly. Phoenix on the back-to-back. They were in Cleveland last night and won. Uh, sorry, they were in uh, Chicago last night and won 127-124. Um, so back-to-back, two road games. Fully healthy by all accounts. They don't have anybody listed on the injury uh, list. They are... At Philly and one half point underdogs, totals 217 and a half. I have uh, Phoenix favored. Um, I think Aiton will be able to not stop, but slow Embiid. And if you can slow Embiid, that's the way to get through Philly. They have a very, I think they're 14 and 11 at home, so not doing the usual magic at home this year. Um, but this is a tough spot. Straight up, if Philly wasn't in their second game in a back to back, pardon me, Phoenix wasn't in their second game, I'd be on Phoenix. Um, but Philly laying a point and a half here. I'm not on this game. If anything, I would lean towards Phoenix. Now, Indiana and their shorthanded bench after they traded uh, three players travels to Atlanta. This line opened up, I think, about a minus nine, minus 10 for Atlanta. Uh, it has jumped to minus 12. I've got Atlanta favored and favored by probably two or three buckets. I can't lay 12 points with the Hawks. I think they win this. I think they win this easy, especially with Sabonis not there anymore. Um, but laying 12 points is just too much uh, for me. So moving on, Boston travels to Brooklyn, the new and improved, not new, the much improved Celtics, a team I've been on the fade mode most of the year. Travel to Brooklyn, uh, total opened up at about minus six and a half for Boston on the road. It's up, down or up to minus eight and a half now. Uh, total 213, uh, which is basically right on my number. And all healthy. I've got Brooklyn slightly favored, um, but they're clearly not healthy. Harden's out. KD's out. Uh, it's a home game, so Kyrie isn't playing. Aldridge is out. Claxton's out. I would have to look to Boston. I just think laying eight and a half points is a few too many. Um you know, if it opened at six and a half, I could maybe consider it then. If it was five, five and a half, I'd be on Boston. But at eight and a half, if I had to lean, I would lean Brooklyn, but not touching this game. Next game of the night is in New Orleans. Mine is Josh Hart and company. Uh, they host the Houston Rockets. They are New Orleans currently nine and a half point favorites. Uh, total 225. If anything, I would look maybe under this total. New Orleans can put points up, but Houston has been struggling, especially on the road. Nine and a half is just too big a number to lay. I think New Orleans wins this. I think New Orleans wins this easy. Um, 
obviously they're not going to have McCollum and Answer Snell in the lineup yet. Um, but I don't think they can. I don't think you can lay almost ten points in this game. If it were six or seven, I'd probably be on it. But nine and a half is just too much. Uh, the next game that is Clippers travel to Memphis. Memphis is an eight-point favorite, 227 is a total. My line is minus seven and a half for Memphis, so basically right on what I'm at. I think Memphis wins this. Um, I don't see the clip minus Paul George uh, and obviously Kawhi Leonard keeping this close, uh, especially at Memphis. But again, like the other games, laying eight points is a little too much for me, so I'm going to pass on this one. Next game of the night, which I'm considering... Not 100% I'm going to be on it, but probably on it, is Detroit at Dallas. Uh, Dallas is favored by 11.5, total 212.5. My number for total is around 209, so I'm not going to touch the total. But my number on the line is Dallas more like a 6 or 7 point favorite. So Porzingis is out uh, for Dallas. And the question is Cunningham on Detroit. If Cunningham plays, I would probably pull the trigger on this. If he doesn't play, I would fade it. Uh, with Porzingis out... You know, you have a Linux back. You have a big man healthy on Detroit. Should be able to pound down low a little. Dallas is playing really well. Detroit has been terrible on the road, although they've put up some better games recently. But even if you harken back a few weeks ago, they were they had a few duds where they're getting blown out by 30-plus points. So um, Detroit scares me. Dallas um, is just playing really well right now. It's just too big a line. I think Dallas wins this easy. Uh, I can see them covering it, but I could also see them winning by seven or eight. So I'm going to watch this line close to game time and maybe pull the trigger on Detroit. Uh, the next night, the next game of the night is the Knicks travel to Denver. The Knicks are on the back-to-back road games, traveling to Denver. The Nuggets are currently eight and a half point favorites, two nineteen and a half total. If anything, I would lean maybe uh, under this total a little. The Knicks tend to play slow. Um, Detroit, uh, Denver plays kind of mid-pack pace-wise. Uh, offensive efficiency, the Knicks. Or average, so I could see the total going under two nineteen and a half. Uh, eight and a half points is too many points for me to lay on Denver. Uh, I do like them to win. If it was four, five, six ish, I could maybe get into it, but eight and a half is just a few too many. Uh, I could see them getting up and taking their foot off the gas a little bit. Uh, the next game of the night, which I'm still debating, but probably not going to be on either, is Milwaukee traveling to the Lakers. Uh, LeBron and Anthony Davis are listed as probable for the Lakers. So this is what a lot of people thought might be a championship preview. Uh, I don't see the Lakers getting there. Hell, the Lakers are barely in the playoffs right now. So don't see that happening this year. But anyways, the Bucs on the road, three and a half point favorite, 233 is the total. Uh, the Bucs are all healthy. Their big three are back in line. If anything, I might look under. Um, both teams can be sneaky good on defense obviously they have great offenses when everybody's healthy um, but I could see that LA trying to tighten things up and keep to keep this game close play a little slower so if anything I'd lean under the 233 uh, at 3.5 um, I can't touch Milwaukee I've still got the Lakers slightly favored in this game so if anything I would lean the Lakers um, catching the 3.5 points at home you get a home team with LeBron James and Anthony Davis on it uh, catching three and a half points could be a fair bit of value there. Uh, the next game is a game I'm definitely on. Uh, Portland hosts uh, Orlando. This game opens Portland minus three and a half. It has flipped after the trade news of McCollum, Nance, and Snell no longer being there to Orlando minus one and a half. It was minus one for most of the day and one and a half uh, as the day went on. So I've got Orlando minus one and a half. I still like that. Uh, Orlando's only missing. Michael Carter-Williams, where Portland's missing 
uh, obviously Damian Lillard's out. Now they're missing McCollum, Nance, Norm Powell was traded, Bledsoe, who they got back, is not reporting. So basically they have a starting five that looks like it's going to be Anthony Simons, McLemore, Ellaby, Winslow, and Nurkic. Um, you know, Nurkic is a good player. The rest, not really sure they are up to competing against Orlando. Now you may get that trade bump. Guys are thrown into the starting mix, uh, playing for their job, playing for some pride. You may get that. Uh, but I think you're just taking too much offense out of Portland. And Orlando has some good, some decent players who've been playing a little better lately. So I'm on the Magic at minus one and a half tonight at Portland. Um, the last game of the night, we have Minnesota traveling to Sacramento. The T-Wolves on the road find themselves seven-point favorites, 232 and a half is the total. This line opened up at about... Minus four, minus four and a half for Minnesota. And then the news of Halliburton Heald and Tristan Thompson being traded away shot the line up to minus seven. Um, I was actually probably going to be on Minnesota at minus four and a half. I can't touch them at minus seven. I think they could win this, sure, by, by that and cover. Uh, but it's a little questionable. Um, little little too much for me. So I'm really only on the one game for sure, Orlando minus one and a half. And I'm looking at Detroit catching 11 and a half at Dallas. So, uh, on to the NCAA. 50, 42 games tonight, some fantastic games. And there's a few that I'm on. Starts off uh, at 6 p.m. North Carolina is at Clemson. North Carolina is a one-point favorite uh, traveling to play the Tigers at Clemson. Uh, I can't get a handle on this. If I, had to, if, I had to side, if I had to take a side, I'd be on Clemson catching a point at home. North Carolina has not been great away from Chapel Hill. And... They've really only beaten poor teams. Now, I wouldn't put Clemson in a poor team category, but I wouldn't put them in the class of the ACC, that's for sure. So there's a good chance the Tar Heels could go in uh, and get this win, but I would take Clemson plus one uh, if I had to side. Uh, the game, first game I'm on is Marquette at UConn. Marquette is seven-point underdog traveling to UConn. Uh, Marquette has been very hot. These two teams played December 21st at Marquette. UConn won 78-71. And it was shortly thereafter that I think Marquette kind of woke up and went on their run. Uh, They've been playing really well lately. Um, In that game, UConn shot 61.1% from inside the arc. So two-point field goal, 61.1% versus their season average of 48.4. And Marquette is this 22nd best team defending the two-point shot they only give up uh, 45.1% to the opposition so UConn had a great game shooting just over 61% in that game don't see that happening again even on their home floor Um, both teams are in the top 103 point field field goals so they like to shoot the deep ball Um, but the thing is Marquette is number 52 in defensive three-point field goal so they may if they can run UConn off the line a little bit more. If UConn's shooting percentage drops from that 61%, which I have to assume it will, then all of a sudden I I see Marquette covering. I just think seven points is too much. I don't know that they go into Connecticut and win. If I had to pick a side to win, I'd pick UConn. Uh, But Marquette's been playing really well. They got the Shaka smart. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. 
Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. They're not playing Havoc quite yet, but they're playing a lot better. Finally uh, rounding into form. And I just think Lang's catching seven points is a few too many. Uh, you know, I would play this game right down to probably about Marquette plus five. Uh, I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a tight game. And Marquette could even win. I mean, plus 210 in the money line. That's a huge number if you got the guts to do that. Uh, I don't. Um, but I definitely like Marquette. Next game of the night is Auburn. Number one ranked Auburn. Uh, Tigers traveling to Arkansas. Uh, Auburn finds themselves uh, minus one and a half favorites on the road at Arkansas. Um I think I know a few people soured in Auburn. They haven't. They've a couple games, so they've played pretty average lately. Uh, they're still the number one ranked team in the country, and I still think Arkansas. Eric Musselman seems to have them rounding into a little bit better form. But if, if Auburn's on and they're shooting, I think uh, Arkansas doesn't have enough to stop them. When it comes to three point shots, um, Auburn has a has a uh, sorry about that has a quite uh, an advantage as well. They're currently. Uh, sorry, Arkansas is shooting 30.6%, which is a brutal number, 310 in the country. Um, Auburn's defense is the 90th best in three-point shots. So they're not doing very well from three Arkansas, and Auburn defends fairly well. Now, the flip side of that, Auburn shoots about 32.5%, which is only number 229 in the country. Not very good, but Arkansas's defense on the beyond outside the arc is number 202 in the country at 34% they're allowing. So Arkansas, sorry, Auburn wins the three-point shooting Offensively and defensively. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. When it comes to adjusted efficiency metrics off on offense, Auburn's number 12 on defense or number 14. Arkansas is number 57 on offense and number 29 in defense. So this should be a good game. It's going to be a very good SEC battle. Short line like this, I'm happy to take Auburn. If it got up to two and a half or three, I would just stay away. I mean, I think Auburn can cover three or four point line. Um, but that's that's a little risky because Arkansas is a decent team that has been playing better. Um, moving down the slate, I get to Fordham at St. Bonaventure. Fordham comes in 12.5 points underdogs to the Bonnies. And this is purely just a play for me against St. Bonaventure lately. If you've listened to my show recently, you'll know my thoughts. They basically play five players and a half of one other. Um, I think if they're up big... I think they win this game. Uh, I don't think that's really in question. But if they're up big late, I could see them slowing things down. They tend to like to play slow, and you kind of have to do that when you have a short bench. So if they are up, which I assume they will be, playing their five guys, maybe they'll throw a sixth guy in there. I think if they're feeling crazy, maybe a seventh guy, uh, just to slow things down a little. So I see the Bonnies winning. They have not been playing well lately. They have not been covering a lot of games lately. So I could see them winning, but I can't see them winning by more than single digits. So... Um, at 12 and a half, I am on Fordham in this game. Ohio State travels to West Virginia. West Virginia is never an easy place to play, but I just can't. Uh, West Virginia is two and a half point favorite. Uh, I just can't really gauge West Virginia this 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 year with Bob Huggins. They seem to be hot and cold. They finally they look like they figured it out, and then they lay an egg. So if I decide, I would side of the home Mountaineers here at uh, laying two and a half points. Um, but Iowa State can put up points too, so I'm not on this game. Kentucky travels to South Carolina. Kentucky's a 10.5-point favorite at South Carolina. I think the Wildcats win this easy. I just have a hard time in an SEC game laying double-digit points like that. This was Kentucky minus 8, minus 9. I'd probably be on them, but at 10.5, I'm going to pass. 
Uh, LSU travels to Texas A&M. They're one and a half point favorite on the road. I would actually lead A&M here. Um, maybe even a money line, plus 105 with Texas A&M. They've been playing well, uh, and LSU has struggled. LSU uh, has great defense. Xavier Pinson, their best player, is back, but he doesn't look 100%. Um, they've really struggled against good competition. They've been average on the road. I think they're a tournament team, um, but they're heading in the wrong direction. I think they can turn this around. Uh, I don't have any question that. But at AM, which is never an easy place to win, you tell me AM's catching a point and a half, I'd probably be on them. Uh, moving down, um, next game I am on is Ohio at Toledo in the MAC. Ohio comes in as the number one team in the MAC. Toledo, the number two team in the MAC. Ohio is uh, catching two and a half points at Toledo. And I'm actually on the home favorite Rockets. So I'm on Toledo minus two and a half. I just like the way they've been playing lately. Um, these two teams played a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago, maybe January 21st at Ohio. Toledo won 83-70. Uh, I don't think that scores an indicative of how this game's going to go. So Toledo won on the road and won convincingly. Uh, overall, Ohio's 19 and three, but and 10 and one in conference. Their only loss being to Toledo. Uh, Toledo's 18 and five and 10 and two in conference, with their one loss being their last game against Ball State last Friday, where they lost 93-83 at Ball State. So that that was an oddity because Rockets won nine in a row. Were playing really well, covering a lot of spreads, scoring a lot of points. So that was an odd game, but they've had a week, not a week, uh, five days to recover and figure things out. So I'm on the Rockets laying uh, less than, well, basically one bucket. So laying uh, two and a half points at home. I'm on Toledo. Uh, as we go down some other interesting games, get to the Big Ten. We've got Wisconsin at Michigan State. Sparty is a four-point favorite. This should be a really good game. I would lean Michigan State. Um They've been playing better. They're always good at home. Tom Izzo always seems to round his team into form this time of year. The problem with the Spartans this year is they don't seem to have one dominant player. Um, they usually have somebody who kind of separates himself from the rest of the team by this time of year and starts really taking 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 over, and they just don't have that. So I'm not sure um, I, could, I could back them here at four points. I might look at that, but... Um, Wisconsin's got Johnny Davis, and he'll obviously be able to keep this. I think he'll be able to keep this game close, although he's slowed down lately. So I've had to back somebody at backs party, but not touching this one. Uh, Kansas City is traveling to St. Thomas, Minnesota, and Case UMKC is three-point favorites at St. Thomas. The story here is when St. Thomas plays a team, if you listen to my show before, you've heard me talk about this team. First year in D1. They basically are a small team. They do nothing but shoot threes. They don't rebound. They don't turn the ball over. So they, they hold on the ball and shoot threes. If they play a team that is inside the top 150 defending the three ball, they tend to struggle scoring. And UMKC is within the top 150. So I think that's why UMKC is favored. If I had to decide, I would take UMKC in uh, laying three. And the total is 144. I would actually lean to the under on this. Both those team, these teams put up a lot of points. But when St. Thomas gets shut down, they get run off the three-point line, they tend to struggle and get blown out. So the question here to me is how many points can UMKC score? I'm not on this game, but if I had to be, I would take uh, UMKC minus three, and I would take the under of under 144. Uh, Big East battle, we got Villanova traveling to St. John's. It's Madison Square Garden. Nova comes in as four-point favorites on the road. Uh, I like Villanova here. The total is 142.5. Uh, most systems that I've been looking at 
uh, are going over that, I would actually lean to the under. I think Noville slow the game down. Uh, sometimes shooting at Madison Square Garden can be a tough experience when colleges come in there. It's a bit of an advantage for the Johnnies. So I could see Villanova playing a slow game. I could see them covering the four points, but I could also see it going under the 142.5. Not on this game, but that's kind of where I lean. Lean. Uh, back to the Big Ten at 9, 9 p.m. Eastern. Illinois travels to Purdue for their rematch. Uh, Purdue won the last game at Illinois in double overtime when Kofi Coburn fouled out. So um, I think Purdue is the only team in the Big Ten that has an answer for Purdue uh, with their two big men underneath, including seven foot four Jaden Ivey, who's actually, I think, five inches taller than Coburn and weighs roughly the same. Um, I don't think anybody can stop Coburn, but these two guys can certainly slow him down. And they did that last game, got him to foul out. You've got the two, two-headed two monster, both of them. They're always going to have one guy on the, on the floor. Uh, Coburn obviously isn't going to play the full game. So Illinois travels to Purdue. Purdue is a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Very tough place to win at Mackey Arena. Purdue has done a great job winning and covering the spread. But laying five-and-a-half, I'd actually be on the Illini. I think everybody's uh, Purdue won the first game. Everybody's lining this up as a Purdue victory. Five-and-a-half to me is too many points to lay. Uh, I could see Purdue winning. If the line were two and a half or three, I'd, I'd be more interested on Purdue. Uh, but at five and a half, even at down to five, I am probably, uh, I'm definitely leaning towards uh, Illinois. Uh, as we as we go down further on the board, also 9 a.m. Eastern, Utah State travels to Wyoming. Now, Utah State comes in as a one-point favorite at Wyoming. Laramie is never an easy place to play traveling to elevation. I'm actually kind of surprised that this line is what it is. Because uh, I have Wyoming as probably winning by two or three points. So I'm happy to take the home Cowboys catching a point. Uh, these guys played January 15th at Utah State. Wyoming won 71-69. Limited Utah State to 23.1% um, from deep, from beyond the arc. They're 6-26. And I think that's a bit of the story of the game. So three-point shooting, Utah State is shooting 35% on the year, which is number one on one in the country. But Wyoming's defense is the sixth best in the country. They're only allowing opposition to score 27.6% of the three-point shots. And you saw that they allowed um, Utah State to score 23.1% the last time they played. Uh, also, in regards to two-point field goals, I thought this was an interesting stat. Wyoming is the second best shooting team in the country at 57.2% uh, from inside the arc. However, Utah State's not that far behind. They're the sixth best team in the country at 574 so you could see a lot of points. The total in this game is 140 and a half. I was looking to the over. I would lean to the over. Um, I'm just not sure that uh, it's going to be a run and gun style of game, although both teams are good shooting teams. Um, I'm just settling on the Wyoming plus one and be happy to take that. Um, some later games, you got Pacific and 19 point underdog USC. This probably won't be a contest. I don't think... I think this line's too big. If I had to lean, I would lean to Pacific. I see them losing, but by 14 or 15, maybe. Um, USC has looked good this year and is good, um, but I think they probably take these guys a little lightly and take their foot off the gas. Um, then we have Colorado State traveling to Nevada. Colorado State's a six-point favorite at Nevada. I actually like this game. I'm not on it, but I might pull a trigger later on Colorado State. They've been playing really well lately, and Nevada has not. Hard to lay that many points on the road. Um, but I'm definitely going to look at this later on. Colorado State might be the play. The final game of the day is the Bruins at UCLA travel to Stanford. The Bruins are 7.5-point favorites on the road at Stanford. Uh, this Pac-12 game to end the night, it's 11 p.m. Eastern. 
I mean, I'm on UCLA to win this and probably win this fairly easily, but seven and a half points on the road at Stanford. Stanford's a plucky little team, and one that would kind of scare me in this situation, uh, which is why I'm staying away from the game. Should be an interesting game. I could see UCLA winning, but more in the five or six point range. So laying seven and a half points uh, is really a few too many. So lots of interesting games. I'm on a handful um, in the NCAA tonight. And finally, on the ice, back from that unbelievably gimmicky all-star weekend, um, back at it yesterday. Some interesting games. You got the Carolina Hurricanes travel to Ottawa. Carolina is minus 240 in the money line. Not a bad price. It's a big number, obviously, but not a bad price in the NHL. I would take, I would probably be on this game um, if it was a little tighter, but at 240, I think Carolina is definitely the play. Uh, Columbus travels to Washington. Washington's minus 250. You can catch Columbus at plus 210. Not on this game. I think the Caps are the team here, but they've been inconsistent and lost some games in the last month that they probably shouldn't. So, don't want to lay that big a price. Uh, an interesting game is the New Jersey Devils travel to Montreal. New Jersey's minus 120. You get the Habs at an even plus 100. Uh, coming out of the All-Star break, are the Habs going to wake up, get back at it? I'm not really sure they do. I would actually take the Devils at minus 120. You're not going to get the Devils at favorites many times, especially on the road. I think that speaks to the Habs' struggles this year. In a typical Montreal Canadian fashion, they'll probably turn it around and have a big run and get in the playoffs to end the season. Um... But tonight, I think I'd be on the Devils. The game of the night is Pittsburgh traveling to Boston. Boston is minus 135 favorites. You can grab Pittsburgh at plus 115. Pittsburgh does not have a good record in Boston in the last number of years. I'm, I would stay away from this game. You know, the value is probably in the Pens at plus 115. They've been playing well this year, uh, as has Boston since the start of January, or the turn of the calendar. Um, too, too tough, too close to call for me here. Uh, we get Winnipeg traveling to... Sorry. Minnesota traveling up to Winnipeg. Minnesota is minus 155 in a money line. You can get the home Jets at plus 135. I would actually look at the Jets at that value, plus 135. Minnesota's a good road team. I think Minnesota's a better team. I think Minnesota probably wins. But if you're looking to find some value on tonight's slate, there's probably some value there. And the last two games are out west. The Vegas Knights travel to Edmonton. Vegas is minus 125. Edmonton's plus 105. Edmonton woke up a little before the All-Star break, it appeared. Um, but Vegas is clearly a better team. You could probably find some value in that plus 105. You're getting plus money with the Oilers at home. Uh, all it takes is McDavid, McDavid and Dreisaitl to wake up. Not, not to wake up because they've been both having great years, but to have a good game. Uh, and they could pot a few goals, and Vegas would be chasing them around the ice the whole night. So uh, the Oilers at plus 105 isn't a bad play. The final game is the Arizona Coyotes traveling to Vancouver. Vancouver finds himself minus 230 in the money line. Arizona's plus 190. Uh, Arizona's had some interesting upset wins. More so at home, though. Uh, They beat the Leafs. They beat Colorado a few weeks ago. Uh, Again, at home. Can't really take them on the road, although coming out of the All-Star break, they'll be a little rested. I don't think there's value there, and there's not value taking the Canucks at minus 230. That's just too too big a number to lay uh, with Vancouver. So, uh, interesting night on the ice. Some value. Uh, the Oilers at plus 105 looks pretty decent. And I think the Devils at minus 120 traveling to Montreal will probably be my two favorite plays. So, hope you enjoyed the rundown, bring, uh, hitting the boards today. Hope you enjoyed the commentary, a little uh, NBA trade talk. I got a feeling we're going to have a few more in the next uh, few day, couple days before the Thursday trade deadline. 
But before I go, uh, I do want to remind you of a couple partners we have here. One is manscaped.com. If you go to manscaped.com and use the coupon code HOOPBALL20, so 20, you get 20% off your order and free shipping. Also check out our pals at mybookie.ag. Sorry, .ag. Use the code, again, HOOPBALL uh, on a third page sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. So, hope everyone enjoyed the show and hope you have a good night hitting the boards and we will catch you tomorrow. Tomorrow.